Hey there, drafts people. To help fill the void and the lack of episodes in your draftsman feed, we're rewinding back to five Proco Classic interviews and one new one. You're listening to this new mini series where we take a deep dive into the lives, journeys, and minds of some of the most fascinating artists and instructors, from fine art masters to comic legends. Next up, Aaron Blaze. Aaron is a Disney animator turned educator specializing in animal animation. He animated for the movies you've all heard of, like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and he even directed Brother Bear. You can find him at creatureartteacher.com. I featured him in several videos over on the Proco YouTube channel, including a sketching trip to the San Diego Zoo. We talk about his journey to becoming a Disney animator on how relentless practice and the right mentorships can skyrocket your artistic skills and some more lessons to learn from his career. Alright, hey guys, my name's Stan Prokopenko. Welcome to Proko. Aaron Blaze is here, all the way from Florida. Yeah. You brought your whole crew. Yep. Three people. Thank you for coming. That's expensive. Uh, well, yeah, it's all for you, man. No, I know. You're here for, for CTN. I'm, he didn't no, we're for here for him. <laughs> Right, but yeah, thanks. We went to the zoo, we did we some did. drawing. Yeah. Now we're just gonna do a little interview, try to get as much knowledge out of him as possible. So I got a bunch of questions for you. Okay. What are you sculpting there? This is a, a kneaded eraser. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm sculpting. And at the end of the episode. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, mm -hmm. so you worked for Disney. I did work for Disney for 21 years. Huh? Yeah. And how old were you when you started? I interned when I was 20, and I started at the studio when I was 21. I thought I was 19. I thought it was, too, and I, oh, you I, looked, I, I looked it up to, in case you asked me that. <laughs> I couldn't okay. remember. I interned in 1988, summer of 1988. Too. Were you? Yeah. I wasn't. No. <laughs> you were 20. I was you just, 20. You just told me that. <laughs> right. Okay, and how did you get that internship at Okay, so I went to the Ringling College of Art and Design, mm -hmm. and I trained as an illustrator. Uh, Ringling is pretty well known as an animation school now, along with illustration, right. but at the time, there was no animation. We hadn't had the big resurgence like we had it was, through the 90s. It was illustration, pretty much? Illust oh. Well, it was illustration, fine art, oh. graphic design, that sort of thing. So I wanted to work for National Geographic as an illustrator. So you wanted to draw animals... My whole life. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. My entire life. That's all I've ever drawn. I grew up out in the Everglades in a little trailer, and I would go out and draw the animals out in the swamps. So I went to Ringling and I found out that National Geographic only freelanced their illustrations. I didn't want to freelance anymore. Oh, yeah. And so I wanted a studio job. And so there was two companies that were coming to Ringling to interview. One was Hallmark Cards and one was Disney. Oh, and you lucked out. And Disney was you're first. Looking. I was going to interview with you're, both. You're going to make greeting cards? <laughs> yeah, I'd never had any aspirations of animating or painting for Disney. It just, it was a job opportunity. So they saw that you were good at drawing. Yes. Not good exactly. at animation. No, I, did, I didn't know how to animate. No. So just, no, it was the first time that they had actually gone outside of animation schools and they wanted to see if they could train people that could draw how to animate. And so they picked eight of us from across the country. That's the main skill, right? Yeah. Drawing, man. And you just draw basis full time. Exactly. <laughs> Move it a little bit. But I got really lucky. So I got the internship, went out to California. And I was paired up with Glenn Keane, who's... Oh, who's that guy? Yeah, exactly. Well, for those of you that don't know who Glenn Keane is, he's probably one of the best contemporary animators alive. He did Little Mermaid and Tarzan and Beast and all these great standard characters that we all know. And so he's the guy that taught me animation. Was he a big deal already? Yeah. When you started? Yeah. 
Yeah, because it was funny because there, there were a couple of guys in our internship that were from CalArts. Yeah. And so when they found out that I got Glenn Keane, uh, they got really mad because <laughs> they wanted Glenn Keane. Okay. Yeah, so it was good for me. What year was that? That was 1988, summer of oh, 1988. Yeah. yeah, that was July. And then your first project there was... So in the beast or there was something? No, that was 1988. That was my, after my second year in college. So I left the internship. I actually got a job, but they were still building the studio in Orlando. Uh, so I went back to Sarasota to Ringling and I finished my last year of school already hired. I just had to finish college. And so I went back and did that. Oh, so what did you do in the internship? They just trained you? They just trained me how oh, to animate. So you didn't do anything that was no, used No, there was for... nothing that was used wow. for anything. I just, I learned how to do yeah. bouncing balls and walk cycles. And... So it wasn't an internship. It was, a, it was just, it was, it was like a training program is what okay. it was. And they knew they were going to hire you after college. Right. So I finished up college, started in April 17th of 1989. Mm-hmm. And uh, our first project was an animated short, Roger Rabbit, called Roller Coaster Rabbit. And it went out with the movie Dick Tracy. And it was during that production that I was promoted to animator. And so our next project from a feature standpoint was the rescuers down under and we were part of the satellite crew. So it was based in California, but we worked on it in Florida as well. And that was my first feature as an animator. I think a lot of people, when they hear that story, like what the hell you were, I guess, 22, 23, when you were already animating beast. Yeah. I was 22. Okay. So how did you get good so fast? Like, is there a way that you study? I was obsessed with drawing. Okay. I mean, obsessed. I mean, all I ever did was draw. And I think anybody that, I'm sure you could relate to it the same way. Yeah. From the time I could hold a pencil, I was drawing. I was drawing before I could walk. And I always tell people, you know, they ask me how long I've been drawing. And I always tell them I started drawing when the Beatles were still a band and Jimi Hendrix was still alive. So mm-hmm. I've been drawing my whole life. And I've always been obsessed with drawing a lot of the things that help you get better, meaning like observing animals and drawing them from life and observing people and you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it's just something i've always loved doing and it's like anything else i mean if you want to be a great football player then you play a lot of football you know and so did you have any friends as a kid or did you just draw you know it's funny i did have friends none of them but i guess a couple of them like to draw like any kid does but i was the only art nerd but it was great because like i said we grew up in this little trailer out in the swamp so there weren't that many people around so i spent a lot of my time just drawing and i was obsessed with it so let's say high school college Mm -hmm. times how often and how long did you draw i can't say how i mean i I, was it every day i don't know i wouldn't say every day i don't even draw i mean i always tell everybody draw every day you know to get better (laughs) that's the goal none of us do yeah right the goal is yeah exactly but I drew as often as I could. And, you know, I was entering every art show, you know, mm-hmm. art league thing that I could find in town when I was 13, 14 years old. And I was really lucky enough that I started to win some of these things. And as I was growing up through elementary school and, and later in high school, I had people that would kind of take me under their wing and show me the ropes. I had an art teacher when I was in an elementary school that right. would allow me to come into his art class as long as I got all my work done. Yeah, and that was another question I wanted to ask is how important were mentorships? They were important. And I was lucky, too, that I had a family that saw value in art. They were the ones that were telling me when I was five years old, you're going to be a commercial artist when you grow up. I didn't know what it meant, but so they said commercial commercial artist. They didn't say artist. No, commercial artist. Yeah, because it was (laughs) I was still going to make money. It was still important to make money. But no, that's why they said. Yeah, but I I come from a pretty creative (laughs) family. My father was a musician and likes to create. And my mother was an artist. They never really did anything Um, with their art, but, but they always encouraged me. Yeah. They did things. They did. They just, they didn't sell it. No, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, were they good? Yeah, did pretty... you learn from a lot? Well, your mom was the was the fine artist. You said, or he was somewhat was a musician. Yeah, and my my father is an artist as well. He likes oh. to draw as well. And, and actually, my my parents split up when I was young, and so my stepfather, he was also a designer. So I was lucky Jeez. enough, and he was, <laughs> and, and I was lucky enough to have great step parents, and mm-hmm. you know everybody got along, and right. and so we had a great a childhood from that sense. So there's always creativity going. On. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that's a big part of it because. I was always really encouraged to keep pushing. Yeah. And my stepfather, who was the only one out of everybody that had actually gone to college and gotten a degree, he would actually, you know, when I was nine, 10 years old, he'd critique my work for okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Support from the parents, I think, is huge. It is. I had the same thing, and they yeah. were always pushing me. Anytime I would stop drawing, more like when I was a teenager, not as a kid, but yeah. they would be like, hey, how come you're not drawing? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, what, yeah, when I discovered girls and, and that's what them, that became my pursuit, then my my father pulled me aside and said, hey, man, you got to get your head back in the game. Oh, really? My father would be proud. <laughs> oh, no. He, uh, he knew it was going to happen eventually, <laughs> but he's like, this is your career now. Yeah. yeah it was and pretty funny. When you discovered girls, that was already your career? The drawing? The girls? Think the girls were going to be my career? No. <laughs> the drawing was already your career when it was, you discovered it, girls? It was, yeah, it was going to be my career. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you would do differently in the way you trained? And I'm talking about more of when you were already an adult. Yeah. yeah. As a kid, you're just having fun. You're, you're you know, just drawing stuff. But I, yeah, I, I really consider myself really blessed in the way that I've developed the abilities that I've have. I wouldn't change a thing. I would, I really had great mentors, not just growing up, you know, we were just talking about my parents and some of the people that helped me through school. Mm-hmm. But by the time I became a professional, when I started at Disney, you know, with Glenn Keane and Mark Henn and some of these guys that were just phenomenal animators and phenomenal draftsmen. Yeah. I was around them every day. Not just that, I was surrounded, all of us, you know, at the studio. They're some of the best artists in the country, or at least for what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we fed off of each other all the time. You couldn't help but learn and be affected by what other people are drawing. And if you spend 20 years doing that, 21 years, then you can't help yeah. but just grow. And when we would go out for lunch, you know, it would be five or six of us and we'd go out and go painting for lunch or we'd go do figure drawing for lunch, you know, and then you go back and then now you're back to work and you're still drawing. So that became my training and mentorships and all that. And I can't imagine it being any better. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, getting blanking is a... Yeah. Into our own. Yeah. And because it was Disney, we were exposed to some of the best training that you could get, whether it's, you know, they bring people in to teach X or. Yeah. They can hire any, they can hire yeah, the best instructors. It was great. And then, you know, we, they'd fly us off to go to some crazy place. Did Vilpu ever come in? Oh, Vilpu was there all the time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Vil, uh, Glenn and I became great friends. Yeah. I did an interview with him. Oh, he did was you? my first, the first person I interviewed. I love Glenn. Yeah, he great. he agreed to do an interview when I had like no subscribers yet. Oh, that's oh great. <laughs> that's awesome. My animation teacher in high school. I took animation every semester in high school. Oh yeah, eight times. Really? Animation. And my teacher in high school played Glenn Vilpu's VHS tapes. Really? All the time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Because he was the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Exactly. Okay, so when you were studying as a kid, were you mm-hmm. sketching? Were you painting? What were your mediums? Yeah, well, I started like most kids, so I I, I was drawing first, and then right. my stepfather started teaching me watercolor when I was really young. So that was mm-hmm. the first painting medium that I learned. I think when I was about seven or eight years old, and so wow. okay. and he taught yeah. me how to do washes, and you know, and I really 
fell in love with it. I've been painting watercolor since I was eight. And he also, at the same time, he started teaching me two and three point perspective, which was pretty cool. At eight? At eight years old. Uh, yeah. When, uh -huh. I, when I got into college, I actually helped teach the class. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and then I went through a, a Prismacolor pencil phase where I just did everything in Prismacolor. Uh, it wasn't until college that I started oil, oil painting and doing charcoal and all of that. And then acrylic painting. And I love all mediums. So uh, I don't sculpt much though. <laughs> so you were good in color then pretty early. You animated Beast or you're one of the animators. I, I am one of the animators. Glenn King was the lead. But he was. You, yep. You were under him. And then, yeah. So did you also color? beast or no. was that passed out no the, totally way, separate team? The, the way the yeah it's a totally separate team so the way the kind of the the assembly line works when making an animated movie well you have the writer who writes the script then you have the storyboard artists that interpret the script into comic book panels basically mm. and then you have layout artists that take those and they decide what the stage is going to look like and they set up all the different shots and where the characters are going to be and then from that point, it gets broken into two and the backgrounds go off to the background painters. And then the character part goes to the rough animators, which is what I was. It was our job to come up with the acting and rough out the action on the screen. And then it gets to the And then it gets redrawn again by the assistants and in-betweeners. Yeah, right. exactly. So you never see any of my drawings actually on the screen at somebody else's. Wow. <laughs> I mean. Well, that's pretty much how it is, how it works. <laughs> there you're drawing. I, I interpreted. Honestly, when I see the original roughs, yeah. when I look at the Disney rough, they're, they're better than the cleanup versions. They have, uh, they have emotion life. to them. Yeah, yeah, they have life. And that's so much. You know, we're doing a short film now called Snow Bear, and we're not going to clean up any of them. Um, yeah, that's why you're doing them all. Yeah, maybe. That's why you're doing <laughs> so you, Yeah. Yeah, so you're it's going to be all rough. Well, it's an eight-minute short. Eight-minute short, and yeah. You're animating every frame. Every frame, yep. And it's all going to be kept in rough. It's going to yeah, cool. crawl, but it's it's all about hand drawn and the, the art of you know, yeah. made by hand. So I want to feel the How rough is it going to be? Because when I see the rough beast drawings, they're like really loose. Like Oh, no, it's, you know, because I'm going to have a lot of subtle emotion and movement in there. So I don't want it to be so loose that it's just distracting. But there'll be some life to the line, put it that okay. way. <laughs> so you're going to be aware that this is your final... That it's not going to be cleaned up. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's kind of how, that's my style of animation anyway. I, I animate pretty clean. Cool. Yeah. And are you going to digitally color? Yeah, we're going to digitally color it. We'll do digital backgrounds, digitally painted backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that even the 2D animation, it's not going to be done on paper. It's going to be done on a Cintiq using TV paint animation software. Nice. And when is that going to be done? Well, if you would have asked us last year, we would have said it's going to be now. done now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been doing, Nick and I, Nick Birch, my business partner, we've been traveling all over the world for the last year, for the last year. And so we haven't really gotten a lot of work done. So we're kind of putting the kibosh on the travel for at least the next year. We're going to focus on getting work done while traveling. But not animation. Not, no. <laughs> and that's that's our passion. It's one thing to go out and teach, as far as I'm concerned. And... Uh, and help people. But if you're not participating, if you're not practicing your craft, then you're just going to get stale. So we right. want to make sure we're doing it. Okay. So your main thing right now, your craft is animation. Animation, drawing, painting. Okay. To me, it's creation, creating art. Because the past, I don't know how many years, you've been doing more fine art stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I've been, but yeah, yeah. Paintings and charcoal. Larger art. paintings, digital art. I've been really pushing yeah. myself on digital art. You know, I'll jump off and do character design for a movie here or there, and and I'll animate tiny little projects here or there. But what were the recent ones you did? There's one animation project we did back in 2013. I know that's 
a while back, but it was the last fairly decent project that we did. It was a commercial for a department store called John Lewis, which is a, a company in the UK. Okay. And every year they do a big Christmas campaign. And so um, this particular year, they wanted to do something hand-drawn, hand-animated. And so it's called The Bear and the Hare. And it was a story about this bear who's never experienced Christmas before. And and it's his, fir it's his first Christmas. It's, it's a, a two-minute two minute commercial. And the reason I bring it up, because I don't usually bring up commercial stuff, it, the, the way they did it was really cool. We did it all hand in. I mean, I designed all the characters and then I animated actually the bear and the hare character mm -hmm. all by on paper. Uh, but then they scanned the drawings, digitally painted them, but then they printed them out on, you know, thin board and laser cut every drawing. Every frame? Every frame and took the character out and then they built miniature sets and place the character flat in the set. So it's like a stop motion thing. It's super effective. It works. I want to do a whole feature like that. I think it's uh, it's really cool. All right, so I like to do a speed round. Okay. Quick answers, right? And I don't really have that many of them, just four. Seven. Oh, four. Okay. oh okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> what do you enjoy more, quick sketches or longer efforts? Longer efforts. Oh, really? I do. I love rendering. I, I love, I, I, I don't mind quick sketching. There's a certain satisfaction I get out of it, but I love working light and color and rendering and yeah, you know, I'll still keep things fairly loose. That's my style, but I, I like getting into long poses. Okay. Long things. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I do. Nice. Yeah. Probably because when you were a kid, you would sit down for a while. Yeah. And draw. Yeah. You did do like. Yeah, exactly. Gestures like that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And you probably have drawn so many gestures, <laughs> so many like, twinkle oh. frames that I can't tell you how many times I go to figure class and everybody in the class, all they want to do are five minute drawings and it yeah. drives me crazy. Well, I want to do 20 minute poses. I think most people in class are probably beginners yeah. and they don't know enough to take the drawing past the gesture phrase, yeah, probably. Yeah. past the rough face. You may have something there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But I'm talking about like guys from the studio, like they're all professionals. Oh, and all really? they want to do are five minute poses. Oh, I'm like, come on, on. man. <laughs> just let's, I like we all know how to draw. It's just <laughs> when I do life drawing, I start with a 20 minute. So four or five minute poses. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, five minute. That's, a good, that's a good pose. And then get yeah. to a pose because the, the quick sketches are really good to loosen up. Yeah, yeah. and you just I agree. Just get it out there. But I can only do so many 30 second poses or one minute poses. Yeah, that's yeah. more of an exercise. Yeah, yeah. Learning about yeah. five minutes a good. That's motion. a good. That's actually a good amount of time for a yeah. sketch. All right, this is gonna be a hard one. Favorite animal? Lion. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say any big cat. Ah, uh, big big cats in general. <laughs> What's the biggest cat? The biggest cat is a Siberian tiger. I thought it was a liger. Oh well. They're, but they're not natural. They're okay. they're hybrids. But, they, but they are big. Yeah, they're they like bigger? a thousand pounds. They're, okay. they're like the size of a but they're dinosaur. Cats. They're cats. They are and cats. Big... Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much my favorite animal. <laughs> yeah, it's real. <laughs> it is. It's a real thing. Did Napoleon invent it and then they started breeding them? They're like, oh my god, genius! Or did they breed them before Napoleon? I didn't even know Napoleon started it. He started it. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> awesome! See, I learned something today. <laughs> All right. What medium do you want to learn? Oh, there you go. Well, from a digital standpoint, I want to learn ZBrush really bad. I Same love sculpting. But I know I never will. Yeah, I know. It's, it's too exactly. far from what I'm doing. Yeah, I know. It's so close, but um, so far. I would love to do more 3D sculpting. The tactile 3D Do you do stuff. 
I don't uh, sculpt. Clay sculpt. You don't sculpt. No, I don't sculpt at all. Have you ever so tried I, it? it in, in college. That was the last time I ever tried to sculpt. So I would love to be able to do that. Yeah. Because I see some sculptures that just, oh my God, it just, the emotion just wells up. You want to do it so bad. I would love to do that. But pretty much any other kind of painting medium, I've pretty much tried. You know what you should do? And this would probably be a popular vlog for your YouTube channel is just be like, hey, I haven't sculpted since college. Yeah. I'm just going to try it and then just film it. That's a great idea. Be like, hey. Actually, I love that idea. And that's yeah. a great way to make everybody feel bad about themselves. Because <laughs> you know your sculpture is going to be amazing. You know the forms and the anatomy so well. Right. I know, Drew. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that'll happen, but that... Oh, it will. <laughs> It'll take you a week to figure out the medium. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's always yeah. so much. Okay, you you know, you got to warm it up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got these tools. Yeah, so yeah even that, I forgot all about having to do that. <laughs> You could look that up. Yeah. That's like, that's not the stuff that takes a lot of time to learn. It's yeah, learning right. the forms. Yeah. I bet you're, you're going to get a really awesome sculpture and it'll be a popular video. That could be cool. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, the other one, the other digital thing is, uh, I've only done it once and I got totally hooked on it. Drawing in VR. Oh, you find it? 3D drawing. I have the, uh, what do you call it? Verve? Vive? Vive. Vive. Yeah. I have Vive. the Vive at home. That's what I tried it on. Yeah. And tilt paint? I think it was tilt paint. Tilt brush. A tilt brush, yeah. That's yeah, it. I tried it. Man, it was too awkward for me. It was super awkward for me, too. But then I kept trying it, and, and it just got fun. I really enjoyed it. It's like creating these wire sculptures in yeah. space. It was. I love that. So I, I want to do more of that. I need to feel it. Yeah. For me, for some reason, I couldn't get it right where yeah. I wanted it to go. Yeah. Like, I was trying to, like, do a cylinder or something, or, like, and it would to roll would form over a rib cage. Yeah. And be like, oh, and I'd cut in way too early. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the heck? Once I started loosening up and I just did the, and yeah. I did one that, that I, was I, trying I didn't to be worry too, about it. Too accurate. Yeah, that I was just, yeah, it, just, it was fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do it again, man. I'll try it again. Do it again. But also my neck just starts hurting. Oh, really? Yeah. You got the wires back here uh, and I'm, I'm like flexing my neck the whole time. Oh, you and should work like, out more. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. But yeah, like I'm flexing my neck the whole time. It just gets stiff. Oh, yeah. I yeah. take it off. I'm like, oh, man. It's like sleeping in the wrong pose all night. Yeah. It's get a cramp in my neck. But hopefully I, they get rid of the wires soon. Cause oh, I know. When, when those well, things I, get lighter. Uh, we're getting one for, the, for my place, and I can't wait to try it to do it more. Oh, you should have come to my house. Yeah, I know. You should have done it. Well, now we have a reason animal. to come back. Yeah. I can bring it when I go to, to Florida. Florida. Or not Miami, you're Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Cool. Oh, this is a speed round. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I think actually we're we're pretty much done. I just want to ask you about like what can people expect from you in the next like five years? Well you already talked about the uh the bear. Yeah, so Nick home. Nick and I the uh Snow Bear. So Snow Nick bear. and I are working on Snow Bear and that's that animated short right. that we're going to be doing and that's like the next one year right yeah that's in the next one year but also in the next year we're, we're constantly creating new courses mm -hmm. we're starting might as well say where where are these yeah courses? so our website is creatureartteacher.com see art art of aaron blaze actually i want to go i'll talk a little bit about why we started doing it 10 years ago my wife passed away from cancer oh. that was kind of the the thing that sent me out of disney i lost my wife and and I lost my mojo for animation in that time. And so I had a hard time getting back into the film I was directing. And eventually I was taken off of the film. And that's why I decided to leave the company. I came back to Florida. This is why I, I had moved to Los Angeles. Came back to Florida. 
and started up with another company and was trying to start my life over again. And that company, after a couple of years, went bankrupt. And so there I was without a job again. The inspiration for my wife, I wanted to do something that she would be proud of. And I also started thinking about, I didn't want to go back to a studio. And I started thinking about Glenn Keane and all, Glenn Keane is such a wonderful giving human being. He Mm -hmm. just, he's giving of information, of friendship. And I mean, he's just a great guy. And so I started thinking about all the knowledge that I had gotten from him and passing it on. And mm-hmm. and so we started thinking, Nick and I started talking about it. And we thought, you mean Nick? we both went to the Ringing College of Art and Design. We were oh. uh, uh, not at the same time. I went a long time before he did. But um, he looks older than you. <laughs> Way older. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we met there and we just started interacting quite a bit. So I went to Nick with this idea. I wanted to start a website and then we just started working more and more together. The idea being that we live in this day and age of information. And so having the ability to share information on a global scale was something that we just started talking about and getting really excited about. And it was something that we could drive and we could create anything we want. I mean, if we want to do animal drawing, if we want to do animation, we got painting, whatever. Yeah, you and, can have the same yeah, audience as yeah, he did. Yeah, and so we started that three and a half years ago, and it's been great. But it was all inspired by Glenn and my and my wife and, and wanting to do something good, mm-hmm. put something good back in the world, making art education affordable, because that's the other thing that I'm passionate about is I hate, mm-hmm. hate, hate how expensive colleges oh, yes. have gotten it's to me it's obscene. it's not worth it it's criminal you, i think you you can learn more just on your own from books yeah buy an 80 dollar book and you yeah. learn more than in a class yeah and college. so so that that was another thing that we wanted to do is not obviously replace it because we'll never be a replacement for college but we wanted to at least come up with something that can supplement someone's yeah. education and you know maybe somebody in a in a poorer country somewhere that'll never get to go to college yeah. can at least get some of our lessons and learn something so that was that's, that's awesome. the drive behind it. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Yeah, and actually about your your wife, there, I saw recently your your video on sketchbooks. Yeah, that was really powerful. Oh, thanks. Like th- that one where you drew With your my mother. mother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, like you guys need to watch that. What's the video called? The importance of sketchbooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It, it it really it just shows you how you can capture your life in in sketchbooks yeah. and you can revisit them and it. Your drawings just become so much so powerful. It's it's not just about trying to you know get a good drawing. It's really about coming from the heart and drawing something that's important to you. It's absolutely right. I mean, I'm always telling people to keep sketchbooks, but if you can keep a sketchbook and it's not just about doing exercises, if you do it, if you literally get in that habit of taking it with you everywhere you go on vacations or whatever, and then you're drawing from life, then what happens is every one of those moments that you record when you're out and about somewhere it becomes embedded in your brain. And when you go back through that sketchbook, you're going to be teleported back to that time. And so I go back to these sketchbooks of when my family, you know, my kids were small and my wife and I were together and, yeah. and look at these paintings and all of a sudden I'm there, you yeah. know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. And that you, in your YouTube channel, we haven't mentioned that link. It's art of Aaron Blaze. Yeah. It's, right? it's, it's Aaron Blaze art. Uh, oh, Aaron Blaze art. Yeah. Aaron Blaze art. So you could and then it's on, cross out, <laughs> well, right. uh, but it's in, uh, all, all the so, all my social media is Aaron Blaze Art. So it's YouTube and Instagram, Facebook. Okay, you know, all that stuff. I'm sure they can just Twitter. look up Aaron Blaze 
yeah anywhere yeah you you can find me you find (laughs) (laughs) cool did that cover everything you're gonna do the next five years Oh, no. So in the next five years. So we, uh, so I kind of got sidetracked. So another big thing that we're doing now is we're going to start expanding the website a little bit and start bringing in some other artists that I've worked with in the past and, mm-hmm. and kind of. What kind of topics? Oh, it's going to be all kinds of stuff. So we definitely want to have a nice big education hub. That's what we want to grow our website into. We're going to be doing stuff on storyboarding. We're going to be doing stuff on script writing, story creation, color theory. Uh, I mean, just tons and tons right. of stuff coming in. I know, I know a wide awesome. variety, a range of topics. Any artists yet that you can talk about? Not yet. Yeah. Because we don't have everything in stone yet, right. but stay tuned. You'll know. <laughs> Get on the newsletter. <laughs> That's right. And you'll find out. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, but we're, we're getting so there. More yeah. courses with other artists. Yeah, more courses with other right. artists. It's really all about, you know, expanding the site and, and doing more. I want to constantly have a project in the works, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a creative project, whether it's Snow Bear or, or something oh, like oh, that. Oh, cre- oh, yeah. Like not creative. educational, but a product for yourself to... Yeah, that's, it, it's still, because I, I, like I said, I still think it's important for, right. to be practicing what you preach. Yeah, I spend all my time running yeah. the, the company. And, I know what you mean. Drawing for the lessons. Yeah. And I can't wait for the day when like, I'll have a little bit more time to just, yeah. a few days a week, just paint. Yeah, we've been doing a ton of travel. We've been in, in the last, I think, three months, we've been to seven different countries. And I love travel. I think everybody should travel. I think it's a huge part of anyone's well-roundedness mm-hmm. is to get out and experience other cultures and all that. And so we actually want us to, as a company, to start doing a lot more of it, but not for other people, for ourselves. And so I'd love to start mm-hmm. doing episodes and shows and teaching and things like that from other places, not just in the studio. So, you know, hey, we're going to go do some landscape painting in Grand Teton National Park and we'll go out there for a week and shoot out there. I like okay. that to start becoming a, a big part of our company. And vlogging it instead of making like educational things? Or no, both. both. We'll do both. both. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If we're going to go that far, we're going <laughs> to right. pack as much as, of it as we can into right. the website. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I think that that's about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, that's man. Awesome. So one great. more time, find Aaron Blaze on Aaron Blaze Art or creatureartteacher.com creatureartteacher.com and Aaron Blaze Art and it's the art of Aaron Blaze um, Aaron the Blaze. website is and yeah. he specializes in animals and animation yep animal, animal drawing and animation yep awesome thank you so much thanks man awesome see you guys great <laughs>